I'm not saying that all women are liars. I'll make sure that's clear. I don't think every single woman lies. Uh, but my experience with my very short amount of dating between the time that I got, uh, well, about a year after I got divorced and then when I stopped dating at the beginning of this year, uh, women lie. And the story that I'm going to tell you today, actually, she didn't lie to me once. She lied to me twice in the same night, like within the same hour. So maybe you'll agree with that uh, statement on today's episode. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast, everybody. It's Friday. Well, it's Friday for for you if you're listening. Podcasts are weird. I'm used to the radio being like, it's Friday. But for you, like, it's like Tuesday. Uh, welcome to the show. This is a podcast that I put on with my mom because she literally has the best words of wisdom. And we start every single show talking to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. On Fridays, it's always fun to bring on Dramaggie, the most dramatic member <laughs> of our family, Maggie. And uh, I got a video from her last week that I knew some drama was going to go down. Was you, were you going on a camping trip, Maggie? Was that what it was? Yeah. Yes. I can't wait to tell this story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So John is her is her fiance. And this is let me play the video that this is the video that she sent me. Um, this is like Sunday. Was it Saturday or Sunday, May? I think I sent that to you. That was Saturday morning, early Saturday morning. Wait. Okay, here, here it is. Didn't sleep last night. We're going camping for the first time. I think we've gotten in 8,000 fights in eight hours. It's going really well. John really is feeling it. It's going to be great. Stay tuned for some dramatic stories. (laughs) That was a rough morning. So, what what in the world happened? So, this is my first time camping. You know, I mean, I love to hike. I absolutely love it. I could hike all day but I've never been camping and um, I've kind of avoided it. Cause I've just kind of known like this may not go well. I'm probably not going to sleep. So why even, why even try? Um, but John loves to camp. He loves the outdoors. And um, you know, we've said we would kind of, we would do it together and we were supposed to go to Canada this week and hike. I was like, okay, all right. As long as you put together a really thoughtful, well thought out plan <laughs> where I feel safe then sure. Let's do it. Let's just try it out. I want to try it. So, I mean, it's like two weeks before the trip. And I'm like, have you booked anything or thought about anything? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. And then like a week before comes up and I'm like thinking in my head, like, we're probably not going to go because he literally hasn't brought it up. He hasn't said a thing about it. And then it's like the week of, and he's like, we need to go to REI. And I was like, for what? And he's like, we're going camping. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> oh, and he's like, actually, we're going to go backcountry camping, which is where you hike in, you know, with a big backpack that weighs 15 pounds on your back and then hike <laughs> in, sleep in the middle of nowhere and then hike out. And I'm like, uh, um, okay, I can't do that. Like, there's no way physically that I would be able to hike, you know, 11 miles in and then 11 miles out with 15 pounds on my back. Not in like my first camping trip, like sleeping in the middle of nowhere. Like it's just not going to happen. So he's like, okay, maybe you're right. You know, this is kind of what I'm picturing. I'm like sending him pictures. I'm sending him trails. Um, 
And Thursday rolls around, and he's like, all right, let's go to high country, and we're going to get all this stuff. I mean, so we go we go there. We get all this stuff for me the day before. And I'm like, okay, where are we hiking? He's like, oh, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, figure it out. <laughs> and my anxiety is, like, starting to go. And it's, like, Thursday night. And I'm like, have you booked a campsite? And he's like, no. But, like, I figured we'd just get up there and, like, see what happens. And I'm like, what <laughs> the heck? <laughs> so... Four o'clock, I wake up and I'm just like on Instagram, like looking up hiking trips, basically. And John's like, please, you know, it's going to be fine. So I literally had three hours of sleep. We get up, we go in, um, we throw stuff in the car. I don't think he and I are actually talking at this point. I think we're just silently getting stuff into the car. So we're driving up and I'm like, so did you find a campsite? And he's like, no, we're just going to wing it. We're going to get to the visitor center. They're going to have stuff. So I'm like, okay. So we drive up and they're like, oh no, we have no spots. We are completely full in the whole park. You can't even backcountry camp. And I'm like, oh, God. okay. So we packed all this stuff. So then he's like, all right, let's call some of these private campgrounds. So lo and behold, I finally get one of the private camping places. And this nice woman named Judy, my Saint Judy, was like, well, we've got two spots left. And there's one guy who wants one of them. And he's out fishing. And I told him he could have one. So I'm going to be, I'm going to honor that to him. And then when he comes back, I'll let you have the other one. Can you wait 30 minutes? I'm like, sure. There's no service in the park. So we just sit in the parking lot for 30 minutes. And John is feeling, of course, horrible. And he's like, I don't know why I didn't think of this. I don't know why I didn't think of this. And I'm like, John, we did think about it. We thought about it multiple times. And we talked about it multiple times. And he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm wrong. You're right. Like, I, this is completely my fault. And I was like, I just asked that we had Smart a plan. Guy. Like, I would feel, you know, I just needed a plan. Um, and then... <laughs> It got kind of crazy, and I was like, you know how you you told me to trust you. I don't know if I can ever trust you again. Like this is just- <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> and it's, it's like noon. I'm hungry. I'm tired. Yeah, I know. It got very dramatic. So then Judy calls me back, and she's like, okay, you guys get to pick. You can either get a cabin with you know beds and running water, or you can get a primitive site with no running water no electricity. And I just like, look at John and I knew he wanted to camp. So I was like, you know what, let's do the primitive site. Let's just go through with it. So then, you know, I'm like, okay, well let's go to the campsite and just make sure it looks okay. It's like, so I at least kind of know. And he's like, well, no, we need to go ahead and hike. So we do We hike in the Smoky mountains. And I was like, can we please just make sure that we're back before dark? Because I don't want to be unloading everything in the dark. I don't even know what this place. We don't even know where we're going. <laughs> so we roll up at the campsite, I think at, I want to say 845. Like it's getting pretty close to dark. What? <laughs> and, um, oh my gosh. We're like, you know, between some frustration, like we're trying to get, figure out where the campsite is. And <laughs> the, the visitor center there is about to shut down. So we're like rushing, trying to get to them. And they're like, oh, you have to cross a footbridge. I know it's dark, but like, it's not, it's not bad. You know, you'll kind of see where it is. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, like where, where are we even camping? So we find it. And honestly, the, it was a really good site. It was right by a stream. Um, we pitch a tent and 
I kid you not, like, you know, we had some dinner there. It was, it was good. Um, and then I, you know, I'm just so nervous about going to sleep, but I kid you not, I slept for like eight and a half hours, did not wake up once. Like I had the best sleep I've had in a long time. It was the best experience. Like I was like, oh, that's great. Meanwhile, Maggie. I woke up like five or six times. Maggie. Why are you so dramatic? Like, how did that whole thing become so dramatic to have the best night's sleep of your life? I think just, like, the anxiety and, like, okay, not having a plan or, you know, just kind of winging it and something I've never done. You're at the beach right now? Yes, which I have more dramatic stories. We could talk for 30 minutes, but um, (laughs) I think that we will save some of these for later. I have okay. lost my okay. ID and my credit card. I have gone kayaking and I couldn't get out of the mud. <laughs> um, oh, but we'll save those. So we'll uh, we'll check in next week and hear about these uh, dramatic okay. uh, dramatic beach adventures. <laughs> Love you forever, Mags. Love you both. Talk to you soon. Love you, Mags. Okay. Bye. Why do you Why do you think she is so dramatic? Is there a reason of why? <laughs> Because she's a girly girl. Yeah. Did you raise her to be more dramatic than the other ones? Like, because I'm pretty dramatic. I mean, I got it. I mean, I'm not gonna sit back and say I'm not dramatic. I am, but I mean, Maggie just has it. Just everything is so, so, so poppery. She has girly girl drama. (laughs) Lord, I get it. I get it because I'm a girly girl. But you're not dramatic at all. Well, no, that's true. Not now. Were you growing up though? Is this how you were when you were when you were her age? Were you this dramatic? Mm, probably. Are you? I just probably. can't even imagine. I cannot imagine being like, "Oh my god, I'm on a camping trip and this is so terrible." Normal to me coming out of your mouth. I can, I can tell you this. I've been on one camping trip in my life, and I said never again. Yeah, and that's I know. When, that's when Brian was in Scouts, and I said, "Okay." As a good scout mom, I need to go to the family camp, campathon or whatever it was. Yeah. And I went and I came home and I said, love you, honey, but not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. My brother, he's always been like a really outdoor kind of guy. Like he's always been like oh, a- uh, loves He loves the it. outdoors. Right. Still does. And he, uh, and I don't even know where he got that gene because nobody else in our family is like that at all. I've been <laughs> like- I think ever since I went to um, Camp Michael, is that what it was called? That church camp that uh-huh. one time? Uh-huh. I never could do outdoors uh-huh. ever again because <laughs> we were, uh, I was out playing in the creek, like in the back, and had this kind of flowing creek, if you can picture it. And the uh, all of a sudden, I like jumped over on this rock, and all of these snakes like scurried all like they were like i don't know they were laying under the rock and then it scared when i jumped over it was like the snake pit so all these snakes like just imagine all these snakes like running all around your feet which was so terrifying and then oh, i like so go bad. i was like you remember this you were there right i was it was yeah so, it was very scary and then and we i go over you move slowly yeah and i was like, <laughs> like oh my god move away but so move slowly <laughs> I then go and like, I try to grab onto this tree to like get myself off of this rock. And then all these snakes fall out of the tree when I go to, uh, go to move the tree. So I was like, holy crap. Like, 
<laughs> You're like, so okay, scary. I'm done. I'm done with the wilderness. That was it. I did, and I was mm-hmm. a Boy Scout for a little bit too. Uh, and I, same thing. I just had the weirdest outdoor camping experiences where I was like, I, I think I'm more of an indoor cat. I don't think I'm an outdoor cat. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> So that was the end of my outdoors. We, we Yanceys, we don't really, we don't outdoor well unless you're my brother who is the complete opposite. A lot of people are asking if he's going to come on too. And I do want to get him on probably next week. These weeks kind of get away from me. And all of a sudden, oh my God, it's Friday oh, again. Yeah. We just had so much to talk about these last couple of days with all this craziness. So next week, yeah. next week for sure, we'll, we'll get him on here for that. So uh, shout out to all the certified fans. We started a, a Facebook group this week and hopefully you got the email. I got to be honest, the, the, the back end system of our fan group is a little clunky. I had a call in this morning to be like, hey, I don't think, I don't know if everybody's getting the email. So if you didn't get the email about how to join the certified fans group and you are a certified fan, then then just email me, that guy Kramer at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, that guy Kramer. It's so much fun. I it love is. chat. It's fun. It's fun. We're all like kind of talking and sharing and I'm kind yes. of keeping people posted and we're talking about like ideas and uh, like for upcoming merch and you guys are sharing your stories. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure you join if you're a certified fan. And if you're not a certified fan yet, then I want to make sure that you, uh, that you can become one right now. It's a $5 monthly donation and you just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8 uh, and I'll send you the link back really quick on how to do that. Um, so... Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that my mom off the cuff a couple of days ago, we were doing, just mentioning a couple of our newest fans and she made this whoop whoop noise. And this is already about two weeks into the, all of the people that had already become our, you know, you know, we had already mentioned the other certified fans, but I was like, Oh no, this is going to open a can of worms because if everyone does, it's like a kid and bringing a snack to school, right? Like if you don't bring enough for one for yourself, you got to bring enough for everybody. So I'm like the second she whoop whooped, I knew that like, we got to whoop whoop everybody then, right? Everybody's got to get a whoop whoop in. So um, <laughs> that's exactly what has happened now. And the problem is I don't have a very succinct system of who who has and who has not received their whoop whoops yet. So if you, you we're having to kind of go person by person over here. Um, Mom, you actually saw this on the Facebook group. That's how we got to this whole Facebook group conversation. Uh, what, what did somebody write to you? Uh-huh. You got reported. I know. They reported you to your to your mom for not giving them their whoop whoop and said their kids are bullying them because they became a certified fan and didn't get their whoop whoop. <laughs> so, they, so they listen and the kids yeah, were like. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, they were excited to I hear know. that. And I, hear I get name. it. I've really screwed this so system up. I told her today. She would get her whoop whoop, and then I lost the Facebook. Yeah, and then we literally track. spent like twenty five minutes trying to find the exact comment <laughs> on Facebook, and I'm not gonna where she saw it. It's been a whole production, so I want to make sure this is a very proper whoop whoop. Okay. Uh, and she needs to know how important she is that we invested that much time. It was it was a big on her post. Yeah, yeah. So for uh, mm-hmm. after twenty five minutes of searching, it was Asia, Asia. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> she gets a bonus round. Yeah, you got an extra one. Win. Don't want your kids to bully you anymore. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, my friend Christine. Christine is uh, another one that messaged me, and she's like, "Hey, wait, I'm a certified fan. I didn't get one yet." Whoop, 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 
There it is. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> if it's overdue, we owe you an extra one. And somebody else joined today, but I don't have your, you didn't fill out the rest of the form, so I can't whoop whoop you because I just don't know who you are. So make sure you. Okay. So talk about what that means. What form are they not filling out? So when you sign up to be a certified fan, uh, you just fill it online and then I email you really quick and say, hey, like just fill out the rest of this info so I know who you are because all I get is your email address. And so then it has to shoot oh. back to you and say, hey, fill out the rest of this form so I can get your data. But if you don't, so or so I can get your name. But if I don't get your name, then I can't whoop whoop you. I just have your email address. So for the person that uh, that joined whose email address starts with T-H-E-N, we're going to whoop whoop you. That's all I have right now. So whoop whoop. <laughs> whoop whoop. Okay. Let me just ask you this, Kramer. Let me just ask you this question. Where are we going with this crazy podcast? Yeah, no, we're good. No, we're good. I really like, I, you know, the term like jump the shark, you know, like where that's where I, what was it, happy days. Is that what it was when the Fonz jumped the shark? And they literally, so, that's when yeah. they said that, uh, that that show, that series was over. They didn't really get any better after that. I feel like telling my mom the, um, the report of my STD test was like the, was like when we jumped the shark. <laughs> I was listening back. I was like, this is, I think this podcast is officially over. So. Oh, uh, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Let's let, let's move on. I uh, I've got a mom. Mom usually does quotes, but this one was so good that I wanted to kind of take over the driver's seat today. We've been talking about mental health, and I've had like a rough mental health week, and I think it's because uh, a couple things. I think that, and I've shared all of them with you. I think Monday's episode takes me back anytime i have to go back it's kind of hard right it's it's mm-hmm. like I, I, I go back to that place of how hard it was and go back and listen to the whole one it was monday's episode it's called the dark days of 2018 and you can listen to uh i, t- I tried drug I molly for the first time and it really was bad and um so i try I, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about it but when i go back to it and that kind of rolls into like all the stuff that happened at channel 933 and really there's just so many terrible things that happened over the last two years some that I probably will never share. Uh, but now you're starting to get a better glimpse of stuff that I was going on with. But when I have to go back there, it's just, it's not healed yet. And so, so uh, a friend sent me this this morning and I put it on my Instagram. You may have seen it, but I wanted just to, just to read it to you. Um, it's by uh, Adrian Michael. And it says, it's okay. At the top, it says, it's okay. It's okay to have a bad mental health day. It's okay to have a not so good day. It's okay to have a hard time looking at yourself day. It's okay to have an unsure how you feel day. It's okay to have a not in the mood kind of day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the second part says it's not okay. It's not okay to define yourself off of one day. To be so critical that you judge yourself harshly and think you're not capable of being better. You are allowed um, you are allowed moments of messiness and tangleness. It's about getting through, not getting by. Let your down days be when you love yourself harder. Give yourself grace. Mm. You are a beautiful human. Remember that. And it's true. Mm. Like that's, I think that's such a good, uh, good mm. message for anybody that goes through. And we all, no matter if you're like, I have depression, quote unquote, I don't have depression. Just having an off day. And Letting yourself have off days. And I know it's hard like when you're in the grind of it, when you're in the grind of go, 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 go. I mean, I would do that when things are really bad. I don't have time to be depressed today. I don't have time to feel like crap today. I got to like keep going. I got to keep doing. I'm always going to feel like crap if I don't keep just up and going. And 
Uh, what I've found mm-hmm. that is if you just allow yourself to take that space and just say, okay, so this is a day and this is how it is today. It's not always going to be like this, but I'm just going to not say, I think the worst thing that I've ever done for my anxiety and depression is to try to push it away is to try to be like, mm-hmm. well, oh no, like here it comes. And then it becomes mm-hmm. so much worse because you're like sitting in this feeling you don't want to have in the first place. And then you just can't even get mm-hmm. out of it because you're like stuck in the circle of, I don't want this, but it's still happening. But still, I don't know how to get out of it. So I just, I thought that was a, a really good quote. I don't know if that means as much to you, mom, or people that don't usually suffer from anxiety days or depression days. But I thought for people that well, did, like, to th- me, that really spoke to me. I think that's true for all of us because what that's alluding to is about being in the present. Whatever is going on in your life, just be with it yeah, and let it be okay. Just sit with it. Just yep. sit with it and be present to it yep. because it's, it's all okay. It's all okay. Good. I love that. I don't know who sent that to you, but I'm really happy. It's good. It's a good well, quote, you found right? That. Yep. Very good. It is a good quote. Very so good. I um, thought I would good share reminder that with you. for us yeah. to take care of ourselves. Yes. So if you go down to the show notes, I'll link to it. It's actually an Instagram post, so I'll link down to it if you want to share it on your Insta story too, because I thought it was really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So Monday show, uh, dad is going to come on. I think I'm going to have a pretty, pretty busy Monday show between um holly miguel and dad all in one episode so it's gonna be a <laughs> um how did how did he react after his episode uh because he came on because he was mad that i was saying the f word so much so um did he did he have any words to say after he was done with his episode did he feel like he had made his point he felt like he had done his fatherly duty okay. and he was done he had his he'd had his dad say so dad vice yeah yeah, he, he was got, good. He got he, he got good. it in there. He got it in there. Well, Monday uh-huh. we'll, we'll we'll kind of catch up with him too. So, <laughs> all right, mom, that's it for this week. Another week down. Another week down. I'll try to put something on for Sunday. Oh, that's right. Any Just idea what you're going to do? Never, don't have a clue. All right. Well, you I'll got see, two days I'll to worry see about what it. Comes up. And, and five whole minutes to talk about it. That's right. Hopefully <laughs> I can remember to actually edit it and post it this time and we'll be good. Together we'll pull this thing off. <laughs> I'll try to remind you. All right. I love you. Love you forever. And when we get back, we have to continue with our limited series event, which is called Girls Are Liars, part two, here on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Hi, Kramer. This is Stephanie calling from Escondido. I'm calling in regards to your question about if you've known anyone that has had COVID-19. I actually had a distant relative that recently recovered from having COVID-19. She and her daughter had contracted COVID-19, but they're doing well now, thankfully. Um, When it hits close to home, even though these are distant relatives, it kind of makes you think like, okay, this is real and it can happen to anyone. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how healthy you are, who you are, it it just happens. So I uh, just wanted to let you know, I love your podcast. I miss listening to you on Channel 933, and you're doing great. So, And I love your mom. She's adorable. <laughs> Thanks. 
Okay, our limited series event, which sounds so much cooler than just a podcast episode. Limited series event of Girls Are Liars, part two. There's up here in, in just a couple of seconds. Merch store is live. And thanks to all the certified fans, we've been kind of talking about the next line of merch that's going to come out. But if you got some time this weekend and you got a few extra bucks, it's payday for some of you guys today. If you'll just text the word merch, M-E-R-C-H, M-E-R-C-H, to 888-Kramer8. I can hit you back and I'll uh, give you the link really quick to go check out the merch store and see if you want a wine glass. Uh, coffee mugs are all sold out, but there's the, the tank tops and the t-shirts and Got some more stuff coming soon, too, so hopefully you can go check it out. But it's merch to 888-Kramer8. And I think I've got some contesting coming up next week, too. That's if I actually get it done. I've been saying that now for like two weeks. Like, I got contests coming up, and then I just haven't. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, merch, go check it out. All right, let's get into Dating Disasters. We're calling it the limited series event these next couple of weeks of Girls Are Liars, okay? And I feel like I feel like guys always get the bad rap for being dishonest. And I'm not saying that all women are liars, but women are, are the only ones that I have dated. So I can't speak on if men are honest in relationships or not. But I did experience like a couple things that were like really dishonest. That were just, and, and I understand that the gray area, you might want to go back and listen to part one. Uh, the gray area is what always made the situation sticky. Like, well, is this, are they being dishonest? Or are they allowed to do this? And that's kind of what today's story falls into. Okay. So I was talking to this one girl and, and she was great. And we were both very clear that like, this was just going to be something casual. I mean, from like day one, both like, yep, it's casual. And she was great. She was a, a sweet girl. Uh, good job. Uh, really just happy, smiley person. It was great. Good chemistry. We'd laugh. Everything was great. Well, we were talking earlier in the day, and she said something like, hey, uh, tonight I I might be a little tied up. And I'm like, okay. She's like, I, I got to go help a friend do something. I don't remember exactly what it was. I have to go like, help my friend do something. And I felt like it was kind of weird to announce that. And the one thing that I kind of learned in this whole dating process was, like, trust your gut. Like, always, my intuition's like, really strong with dishonesty and something just struck me really weird as like I don't think that's the case at all I have a feeling that that's not what's going to happen even one bit but this is that same kind of relationship where neither of us were expecting anything but one thing I always require is for you to be honest with me right so I just knew that she wasn't but it was just like whatever okay well, I got a text from her later on that night saying, like, I don't think I'm actually going to go over to my friend's house. Do you want to meet up later on? And I told her, like, let me see. Let me see how the night goes. I forget what I was doing, but I was just I, I couldn't commit to it. And so she's like, OK. And about an hour goes by. And still in my mind, I'm like, I, I know that, like, there was something with another dude in there. But I just don't think she's being honest about this. So she texts me about an hour later being like, oh, never mind. Wait, I'm going to my friend's house. And so at that point, I decided to FaceTime her. And when I FaceTime her, she's got like a full face of makeup on. And this is getting like kind of late now. This is like 8, 9 o'clock and didn't look like somebody that was just going to hang out with a friend, right? This looked like a little bit more than just friend makeup. You know what I mean? Like you got friend makeup and then you got friend makeup, right? And I was like, mm, okay. So like in my, but in my gut, I still knew. I was like, she's going to go hang out with, with some other dude. But still, I, I can't say anything. I'm not going to confront her on it. But she kept saying, like, I'm going to go hang out with my friend. I can also tell at this point that she's had, like, a glass of wine or two. 
She's a little bit more flirty and I'm like pushing it away. Like honestly, my wall's already kind of going up because I'm like, I know you're lying. I just know you are, but it's not my place. And she's like, well, I'm going to let me like text you later on, see if you're still up. And if you are, I'll, I'll call you. And I'm like, okay. So the night goes on and I get a text from her about an hour later and she says, can I come over? I want to see you. And that's like when I question myself for a second. I'm like, well, maybe she's not hanging out with another dude. You know, like, would she really be texting me from another guy's house? And then she really wants to come see me afterwards. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's just roll the dice here. Because I said, FaceTime me when you leave. And let's try to figure it out. She's like, okay, it won't be much longer. But it was probably 45 minutes to an hour late, like longer. And I'm like in bed at this point, right? I'm like, I'm not really want to hang out with anybody. So she FaceTimes me and she's like, Hey, I really want to come over. I really want to come just to see you for a couple of minutes. I haven't seen you in a while. Let's just hang out. And I said, no, like I don't want to. Cause I just, I don't know that gut feeling still is so strong. And she said, please, please let's just hang. I'm like, okay, you know what? If you want to come over for just a few minutes, it's fine. But really like, I, I don't even know why I said yes. Because I knew I was like already just pretty irate about the whole situation because I knew she was lying to me. Well, she shows up, right? And by the way, she has had a couple of drinks at this point. And number one, I'm like mad because why are you drinking and driving? Like, why are you drinking and driving? Okay. That was already my biggest turnoff. But I just knew like I knew I had to like trust my gut in the situation that she was not with her girlfriend like she said she was. She was with another dude. Again, fine. Just don't lie about it. I just kind of blurted out. I'm like, listen, my instincts are telling me that you're being dishonest with where you were tonight. And she got pretty defensive. She's like, why would I lie about that? No, I was with my friend and we were working on this and we were working on that. And for a second, I really was like, man, maybe I'm just way off on this. Why do I feel so gross in my gut? Like, what's the purpose of this then? And that's when the story gets interesting because here it is. It's like one o'clock in the morning and her phone goes off, right? And... I'm like, who is texting you at one o'clock in the morning then? Like, just something feels so wrong about the situation. And she's like, oh, no, it's it's probably for work. And this is like when I knew like something shady was going on because who the hell gets a text about work at one o'clock in the morning on a weekend? Doesn't make any sense. It makes makes literally no sense. She's like, no, I get texts all the time about work. You have no idea. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I just, my instinct is 100% telling me that you're being dishonest about where you were tonight. And I don't know why. I just, I just feel like this wall has gone up because everything I've been through, right, with dishonesty with women, I already have trust issues. I just don't, have, I don't have time for dishonesty. So, as it tell me, just I need you to be honest with me, and I'm gonna believe you, like. If you were not really where you say you were tonight, then I want to know. Like, I just want to know the truth no matter what. I just want to know the truth. And that's when she starts to break. And the truth is, the truth finally came out after like a, a little bit of silence. Like, I see you're kind of thinking through it like, well, I don't know if I should be honest but not. Like, I've already like so in deep with my lie that I'm not even sure what to do. I see her conscience start to perk up a little bit. And then she's like, okay, I was with my ex tonight. I was like, you're with your ex tonight? <laughs> like, you, what? Like, what? How did, like, how, how did, the, how did this happen? Like, I, and I understand that we're like completely casual, but the last thing I want to be is like in a situation where I got a girl that's still talking to her ex and like, that doesn't make me feel good at all either. Maybe it's not my place, but that's just not a spot I want to be in. I don't want to be casually dating somebody that's still tied up in a situation. Not fun for me. Not good for me. 
And I was just really disappointed. I told her, like, I just felt this wall go up with her. And that was that was kind of it. Now, there maybe that could have been salvaged, but the situation got just a little bit worse there towards the end. As as um, so I'm like, I need you to like sober up for a little bit. So she hung out for an hour or so, and we just kind of talked it out. I made sure that she was safe before she left because I didn't feel good about that at all. And before she leaves, like, y'all, she's walking out the door. Like maybe she could salvage the situation at this point. But literally, she looks at me and she goes, I mean, I really, I really did have plans to go over to my friend's house at first, and then I just ended up. And then, when it didn't ha- didn't happen, then I decided to to go over there. <laughs> and I knew that was like all of a sudden I was like infuriated because I knew that she was lying again. And I'm like, that I don't believe you. I don't think that's the truth. Why are you lie? Like, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. And then she said, "I swear to God, I swear to God, that's the truth." And I look at her and I said, I don't believe you. Like, come on, don't do this to me. Like, I've been nothing but honest with you. And I expect you to be completely honest with me, too. And went back and forth. And eventually I got her to crack that, like, that wasn't the truth either. So, like, a double lie in the same night? A double lie. Lord. And it wasn't even like I tried to be over her at that point. I just could not mentally get back on track again. I'm so guarded now with dishonesty after being cheated on. I just can't have... Have, my body just won't allow me to attach to anything that I feel like someone's being dishonest. It just, ugh, ugh. so that was uh, that was the end of that quick romance. And again, I know it was gray, and I want your feedback on this. I do want your feedback on this because maybe you're like you're being that that's crazy. Like, am I crazy? Am I crazy for just wanting to have an honest situation? Like, does she owe me honesty, or or should she just not have said anything about that at all? You know, text me 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. I'm watching for your text to come in. One more episode next week of this uh, limited series event with Girls Are Liars. <laughs> okay, let's put some good news into your life. Since I can't say, let's get the good news. Let's put some good news in your ears. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna start with Sean Penn today because when's the last time anybody thought about Sean Penn? I mean, he's huge though, right? I mean, Mystic River, I Am Sam, uh, Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Remember back in 2012, there was a really bad earthquake in Haiti, and like there was I think like like a quarter of a, of a million people died or something. It was really sad. Back then, he started a charity to go help, and it's still around today. It's got 150 people in different communities working for him. And now that we need help here in our own country. Sean Penn and Core put together this really cool thing where his volunteers are offering COVID-19 tests free of charge. Like they're getting trained and properly being able to give it. And they've given uh, 530,000 tests uh, all over the country. More importantly, though, the reason they wanted to do this because what happened was Sean found out that they were using um, firefighters over in L.A. Like most of the firefighters were being used to give uh, coronavirus tests. And he was like, well, that's like taking away resources from people that actually need help with their fires. So what he did was he sent a ton of volunteers to go get trained to practically take over L.A.'s coronavirus tests. Then it moved to Bakersfield, Oakland, Napa, now Atlanta, New York, New Orleans, Detroit, Chicago, and the nation of Navajo. He's also asking for donations. They are 501c3, so I'll put the link over in the show notes if you want to go donate. And this story makes me really happy. I always wanted to start an anti-bullying program because I was bullied so much back in, you know, in, I don't want to say grade school, 
back in grade school makes me sound like 100 years old. But, you know, I was. And so I always wanted to spread. I didn't really know how to do it. I haven't really, like, like put it together yet of exactly how to do it. But this this is cool. So four years ago, this woman walked up to this guy. He's a black father. And he was shopping at the grocery store with his kids. And she commended him for sticking around and doing right by his children. He's like, what? what? You know, the stereotype is just you know, not true. There's a terrible a stereotype that black dads um, just don't stick around. Sticking right? around for your child or being an active dad is just insane. So he was like, F that. Like, no. So he started this thing called the Dad Gang. And just recently they marched in D.C. in efforts to change racial stereotypes. The guy's name is Sean Williams. They said that moment at grocery store, it was in a mostly white Long Island neighborhood. It wasn't unique. And like a lot of his friends experienced the same kind of thing. So what he did was he took that encounter and he launched this organization of solidarity for black dads with a mission to change the way that black fatherhood is viewed. Because FYI, black dads who live with their children are actually more active than any other group in terms of changing diapers and bathing and dressing their kids. I think the cutest part is the dad gangs. Their their motto is we are dad goals, which I guess you are if you're changing diapers all the time. All right, moms? That story down in the show notes too. If you want to go read more, give to the dad gang. And for your Friday, we'll leave with a made me laugh. And a friend of mine just thought this video was so funny. And so I thought I'd play it for you as well today. It's the Michael Jackson, not Billie Jean, but the COVID-19 version of it. She told me she got COVID-19. She can hardly breathe. I told her she should stay back six feet. I'm not the one. Wear masks, spreading germs. Certified fans, I love you so much. Thank you so much for keeping this show afloat another week. And if you'd like to become a certified fan, we'd love to have you and whoop whoop you. So if you uh, just text the word fans to 888-Kramer8, just text me now. I'll send you back a link so that you can join. And Monday we can be like, whoop whoop. Okay? Love you. See you on Monday. Bye-bye. Hi, Kramer. It's Amy from San Diego. I was just listening um, the episode about your dad and you talking about the F word. Um, to be honest with you, Californians specifically do not give a fuck that you say the F word in your podcast. I bet you 99% of your certified fans say the F word at least one time a day. And they wouldn't be a certified fan if they truly cared that you say the F word. And you don't even say it that much either. So, sorry, but I'm on your side on this one, not Papa's. I love you forever. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.